how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast bringing the best emerging bands and artists to rock and metal fans. Something to say, hey, I got into them. I knew them before they got big. And, of course, bringing you the best stories from some of the heavy hitters in the scene for you to be like, man, I never knew that. That's some funny shit. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Glad you are here. It is the first show of our February schedule for 2023. It is Groundhog Day, and hopefully this band has you coming back for more like, you know, the Groundhog Day movie where it just kept going over and over again. Hopefully revisiting this band over and over again after this episode because we have Taken by Tides here with us where we talk about writing music in for the grand scheme of things. We talk about their new music as well. On top of that, just how all their influences have come together for them to become the songwriters that they are today. A lot of great stuff in this episode, but before we jump into it, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Phoenix Fitness. So yes, you guys know I love going to concerts and getting mosh pit fit. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it, getting mosh pit fit because that's basically my fitness goals. So what do I do in order to make sure that I can be in the pit, be able to be as strong as I possibly can, and have the stamina, have the ability, have the endurance to be in that pit throughout the whole entire show and not call it quits ever. Also, I'm 28 years old, so it's not like I'm doing this at like 19 or 20 or 21 where it's like your body bounces back. No, I'm on the older side of 20 and I'm still doing this like crazy. It's my favorite thing in the world. So how do I do this? I go to the gym a lot. I'm in there a good amount. I'm lifting, I'm running, biking, on the Stairmaster, doing a lot of cardio in that realm as well. So I am putting my body through the ringer in order to achieve my fitness goals. But I do need to make sure that I'm preparing and recovering right to keep my body mosh pit fit. So what do I do? Have to prepare, have to recover. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in to help you achieve your fitness goals and to get mosh pit fit with us through their many different products, such as their pre-workouts to prepare you for workouts, both stim and stim-free. I use the stim-free stuff because I've got enough energy as it is. I don't need the extra caffeine. They have different B-similar recovery compounds for you to take right after your workout, different types of creatine for your muscles, different types of protein powders, whether it's uh, collagen protein, uh, plant-based protein, or their whey protein with different flavors. I use their whey protein, their chocolate malt flavor, because, well, that's just what I like. They have also different types of, like, multivitamins, really anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. See, mosh pit fit with us, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So then there's our listeners, or viewers, which is you guys. You can get 20% off your order at fnxfit.com. Use the code CPP20 at checkout. Link is in the description of the podcast. I want to thank Phoenix Fitness. Now it's time for our feature presentation with Taken by Tides. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. I had the pleasure of finding out about this band thanks to an Instagram story from one Ronnie Radke. I was like, huh, this is interesting. Let's go check out this song. Literally checked out their new song, Time, which is available right now for you guys to go check out. It's got a, like, rock, metalcore mixed with, like, pop, trap ideas in there. There's a lot of stuff going on here, and it's like, oh, my God, I want to talk to you guys. I think within maybe a half hour from hearing that song, we had this all set up, and now we're here ready to go. So please welcome all the way from Texas, we have Omar, Jerry, Jack, and Jane from the band Taken by Tide. So, gentlemen, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. What's up? How's it going, guys? Thank you. Hey, thanks What's for having up? us, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How is everything been going in your guys' neck of the woods? Especially, you know, you guys got a couple of songs out right now. You guys just released Time and going into 2023. How has everything been going on your end? Uh, no, it's been awesome. Um, we've been working a lot on this record for like the last, what, like two, three years now? About three years now. Yeah, we started recording it like about a, about a year ago now. And uh, yeah, it's been going awesome. We're super excited for 2023. We got, uh, we got some cool plans coming up. Yeah. 
cool plans. Been recording a record for like over a year at this point, but working on this thing for a couple of years. Man, we can go into a lot of shit about this. This is going to be great. <laughs> We've only reached the tip of the iceberg. We've only reached the tip of the iceberg. So just to get more people just kind of into you guys and to get more people to know about you guys, I kind of want to know a little bit of the backstory behind Taken by Tides because I, I've tried to find a lot on you guys to try and figure out, okay, what's been the backstory, where you guys come from, how this all come to be. And I couldn't find anything. So I'm like, I need to know this story. So how did Taken by Tides come to be? How did you guys come together to make this? I guess that's mine to answer you. <laughs> Go for okay, it, yeah. bro. Uh, yeah, TBT's been a thing for like years now. It's been almost like 10 years now. We started in about late late 2013 when I was a kid. I was like 14. Uh, just a couple of friends just hanging out, doing stuff. And then, you know, the, the band went through the rotating door of lineups, lineup changes and all that. You know, things got more serious. We got older. And uh, what's it called? I've known like all of these dudes for years before they were even in the band. So it's like, kind of like we all had our own bands and like our own scenes and like all of us had had like this this uh extra passion for music and so we all ended up just forming up throughout covid you know um but yeah this goes way back to like 2014 but i like to say that like this new lineup like this new band like it's like a new band you know it started like around 2020 you know so it's had a long life but you know it's been revived <laughs> throughout the years all right, because that was something I did pick up on when I was trying to figure out. I'm like, it either started during the pandemic or started back in 2013. I couldn't figure out which one it was, but apparently the answer is both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a second life. It's a, a fresh start with a, a new invigorated lineup and a, a group of, I would say, some young gentlemen that are very hungry to get progress and get get started in, in climbing what would be the proverbial ladder of... Um, the industry and get into you know maybe the national scene get some shows played maybe some tours get you know some bigger goals and <clears throat> really start establishing ourselves as a, a band that people can recognize and maybe call themselves true fans of well i mean i hope that especially when it comes to the end goal that's what's hap- that's what ends up happening because i mean i've been doing this podcast for like four years now and there's some bands that i've had on where it's when they when i first had them on the podcast they were like the size and the notoriety that you guys are right now and over the course of four years, seeing them, it's they've grown to be, you know, either regionally touring X or there's a couple of them that have become nationally touring X have gone out in their own headlining runs. So I'm like, oh, shit, like I want to see every band get something like this. And with the sound that you guys have created, especially when it comes to In My Dreams, You Are What Makes Me Bleed. And of course, time, I'm like, after listening to it, there's a lot there that a lot of people can get into. And there's a lot there that when it comes to potentially getting on these tours that you guys are talking about and being able to be a nationally touring band, your sound can blend with a lot of different artists as well. So when it comes to being put on a on a full-time bill for, you know, for just, you know, maybe 30, 40 dates, no matter what artists are going to put you in there, your style and your energy is going to be able to flow through that and be able to work in congruency with every other band that's on that lineup. It's definitely something we pride ourselves in. We we work hard to blend in everyone's uh, origins or uh, affectations of, you know, music are all our backgrounds. We all listen to different things and we try to bring that in whenever we go to write and to create new music. We want to be as, as, I guess, as blended as possible and keep all those ideas incorporated and all those, what's it called, influences as, as visible and as tasteful as possible. Bring them into the mix and provide uh, the crowd a product that they can really all oh, is is wide a crowd a product that they can enjoy and I, I think it's funny that you say that that 
that we blend with a lot of other music because we have played uh when we were younger right we've played um plenty of shows plenty of um, events with um different genres different uh a big variety of artists musicians and oh those yeah shows went, <laughs> those shows went really really well and yeah uh, we had lots of fun those were really great because like you know where, where we all grew up from at least three of us we grew up from a small town named laredo and uh you know there wasn't a lot of metal bands back then so when we had to play shows you know we would have to bring in like hip-hop acts and like indie bands emo bands like pop punk acts and like it would just be a super mixed bill and we'd be like the only heavy band there you know so um what's it called yeah we, we've gotten super used to playing a lot of different shows and uh different vibes like i know like to a lot of people who might have just discovered us we seem pretty new but we've been doing music for a long time now like almost all of us like over 10 years now yeah just about 10 years something like that yeah since, crazy since, since school yeah since we were like middle school high school this this dude Jaden, since he was like an elementary dude he was like playing with fucking cover bands sorry can i curse oh <laughs> fuck yeah you can curse i don't give okay. a shit <laughs> okay cool <laughs> sorry it's just it's just part of my dialect sometimes um but but yeah uh Jaden, he's been playing with bands since he was like four or five like in cover bands at bars i mean dude like i played my first show when i was like eight years old like you know i've been doing my whole life like it's just it's crazy yeah <laughs> dude i would have paid big time to see all of a sudden just eight-year-old Jane behind the, the kit at a bar playing you know like some cover songs from like guns and roses or of course of course living on a prayer by bon jovi so all of a sudden you get all the 40 45 year old women drunk in the bar singing along and you're just sitting there at eight years old oh, yeah. just like well this That's is fun that was Jane. <laughs> they all wanted me you know <laughs> Like, you, you were how old? You were, like, eight, and you are playing with, what, like, 30, 40-year-olds? You're playing with, like, grown-ass men, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, he was in the pocket, man. He's he's crazy. He's a really good drummer. Well, I mean, I would assume so, especially hearing what you guys have put together on these songs on top of that. When music has been a big part of your life for that long, and you've been playing live in front of people for, you know, what seems like two-thirds of your life at this point, that stands out to the point where, you know, if you're going to be doing it for that long and you're going to be continuing to grow within there, of course, as any kind of musician, you got to be improving. you got to be good at some point. So it does speak volumes to the fact that you're playing in front of people at eight years old and now you're continuing on and continue to hone your craft. Yeah, exactly. Just keeps making it even better. So, I mean, you guys said you guys come from like all these different types of influences. You guys have worked, played alongside so many different types of bands, especially from earlier iterations of this. And hearing the sound that you guys have come up with uh, for Taken by Tides, I mean, mixing rock, mixing metal, mixing metalcore, hearing some pop stylings in there, hearing some trap ideas kind of infused there. How did all your stylings, like influences come to be? Like, what are you guys all influenced by? And on top of that, how did it all work together when it came to writing these new batch of songs, this new music for this new iteration of Taken by Tides, which started during the pandemic? You will start that one? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think listening to heavy music is one of the least things that I, that I have, like, on my Spotify. You know what I mean? Like, I listen to everything, pop music and rap music and R&B and, you know, just different. Mac Miller. Different styles, exactly. <laughs> Mac yeah. Miller's favorite artist. <laughs> I literally have a, yeah, I have a Mac tattoo. But, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it's true. Mac tattoo. But what's it called? Yeah, I think... I think listening to rock music is um, it's that I'm I'm definitely kind of jaded to it now because I've been I've just been around it you know for so many years, so I think incorporating different ideas and getting inspiration from those really helps my songwriting and kind of pulls it away from like the generic kind of metalcore thing that that most fans are kind of trying to do you know, but yeah so just all different styles of music is what I, is what I'm into. 
I mean, that makes sense. What about the rest of you guys? Because, you know, musical influence for a band isn't going to just come from one person. It's going to come from a whole collective, especially you guys are working together as a team. So I got to know where else is the influ where else these influences coming from from each of you guys? It comes, it comes from our culture. It comes from everywhere. Um, You're the I mean, oldest guy. Yeah, yeah, you're the oldies guy. Yeah, I like, yeah, I'm, I guess like 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 I'm the music historian of the group, but like all the old stuff, and I'm like this led to that, and this was this. But I, I mean, I like classic metal and stuff, but I also like like the pretty stuff. I think it, collectively, it's just whatever is really you know good, uh, and I mean good in you know the subjective sense, as you, you know, as anyone can say. But just you know, we all collectively like like Aerosmith and stuff like that. But you know, moving forward, we like you know modern stuff. Like um, who, who who would you say we listen to that's new? Recently, uh, Bad Omens, Bad Omens, yeah, Cyber Bell, no. uh, Falling in Reverse, obviously, <laughs> obviously, um, yeah, a, a yeah. lot of the, a lot of modern bands like Bring Me, you know, Bring Me is good, yeah, we Wage War, Sex, yeah, you know, a lot of the modern metalcore bands, they're all super dope. Like, I, I, I love that they're doing music. I mean, even I know this is funny as it sounds coming from me, um, Mexican music and stuff from our culture around that that even makes a way in there sometimes where we you know we count in, in different ways where you know it goes to that that you know that salsa that's you know reggae and kind of infused Latin beat stuff and that's just chopping things up like that gives us you know a different you know aspect and that's how we try to incorporate it for, for that. I think it's Jerry who like is always joking around and you know playing our stuff in a in a, in a more Tejano style or something here and there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Let, we we always say you know let him cook. <laughs> let him cook. <laughs> yeah, you, you cook it, man. Let me cook up. You want you wanna you wanna speak your inspiration? Sure. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, back back to what uh, continuing to what he said about like the different kinds of music that we listen to. He put me on like older stuff, older kinds of music like. A lot of the 80s stuff, 70s stuff that I neglected to listen to when I was growing up. Because a lot of the time, sometimes you're growing up and your parents are like, this is a good song. You're like, nah, like you're my parents. Like you guys are old, like that song. That music, that music's not cool. You're old, whatever. But then you get older and you go, you go listen to that. You appreciate the music. You you learn to love it. Like Bobby Caldwell, um, New Edition. Um, I guess some of the older Michael Jackson stuff, right? Um a bunch of that as well as some of like the more modern rock uh me being very me being hispanic growing up a little bit of my childhood in mexico listen to a lot of uh, mana panda dude panda so um, good Mago Juan, de Ojo, Juan, 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 hispanic yeah. artists and stuff like that if, if you don't know who panda is they're like think like mexican mcr like, yeah guys if you don't know panda go check out panda <laughs> PXNDX, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, they're, they're dope. Super cool. It's dudes. like Mexican, Mexican MCR. Super and dope. Uh, yeah, so me, it's just a bunch of like rock, Aerosmith, uh, Breaking Ben. Uh, yeah, Big influence when I was really young. Yeah. I'm guy. the new guy. I'm yeah. the 2000s guy. Linkin <laughs> Park, I'm the Linkin Park guy. I'm the Breaking Ben guy. I'm the Limp Bizkit guy. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody just has a, we're just all different and we all come together and um, sometimes like, all those influences come up subconsciously in the writing like sometimes we're not really trying it just yeah we'll bring it over one it's uh, just it shows your influences mm -hmm. show you a, know a demo will be passed along and be like hey this sounds like so and so it's like i didn't even realize <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah and that's the best part about this having the four collective minds that are just like hey listen to this yeah, well that sounds list. like that oh well, i was influenced by that and so and so <laughs> yeah and i guess my influences are just like my chemical romance uh bad omens uh I guess a lot of just older emo stuff, you know, like the the Holy Trinity, you know, like mm -hmm. MCR Fallboy, um, 
what's it called paramore panic you know all those people like paramore uh, panic yeah all, all, all those bands like that are a huge influence for me growing up uh lincoln park lincoln park's huge too uh, so yeah I, lo- I, lo- I love a lot of like 2000s emo stuff um and uh a lot of the modern metalcore stuff so that's like my big influences so the reason I really wanted to ask about that and see where that all came from is because, of course, taking a look at your music, taking a listen to it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of other pieces that are in there, especially alongside the heavy stuff, which I'm always curious about to see where that came from. But then when I've been talking to a bunch of other bands, well, a bunch of other artists that are really gaining some success and seeing what's happened with, especially on the heavier side of music, artists that have been having massive amounts of success over the past, you know, four or five years. Think about, you know, what happened with Bad Omens in 2022 with them releasing Death of Peace of Mind and what happened with that compared to like maybe what they released back on their self-title in 2016. Seeing what Spirit Box did in 2021 with their debut Eternal Blue. See what everything that Bring Me the Horizon has done basically since, well, ever, because they've always evolved, always changed. What Linkin Park has done in the past, because they're, I mean, even though they haven't been around since the unfortunate passing of Chester, they're still as prevalent as they were, you know, ever in that, that sense. And you, you remember, I remember falling in reverse as well. I mean, they're more popular now than they ever were. And it was ever since, you know, they kind of went that single approach. All of a sudden, you got Losing My Life, Losing My Mind, Drugs, Popular Monster, still one of the best songs of all time, Zombified, Voice in My Head, see what else is going to come forward. But the key is, is seeing all these different things and what can you use your influences to, to create something for yourself, create something new and fresh that people haven't necessarily heard yet, being able to take your sound and continue to evolve it, continue to update it, continue to work within it. So the core of you guys is still there because you listen to the three songs you have out right now. Again, In My Dreams, You Are What Makes Me Bleed, and Time. And you can tell there's definitely a congruency there, but there's a lot of other things at play as well. And the fact that you guys have so many of those influences, it allows you guys the opportunity to work and experiment and try so many new things and be able to potentially push the needle and have a chance to become one of those bands where within the next four or five years, we might be talking about you guys being on that same level that Bad Omens was on last year. It could very well happen, but if you guys have the influences and you guys have the wherewithal to work alongside them, whether it's from something that has more of the metalcore style, more of the emo style, more of that 2000s rock style, more of a you know pop trap rap, wherever else it's coming from, or just, you know, going back to the Mr. Music Historian over there, just thinking about, you know, this sound went from here to here to here. You're seeing the influences, you're seeing the patterns, and you're seeing how things work from one spot to the next. So a lot of these songs here could continue to become even more expansive and massive in sound and hit. And they could be constructed in very simple ways. But the whole package that you guys have as influences can come together and make something simple sound so unique where you, people won't be able to get enough of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's like kind of like our our motto when we're writing music is we want to make everything like simple but powerful, you know, for the most part. Pretty simple, yeah. But we like to get tech every now and then. But yeah, <laughs> we like we like keeping stuff little stuff fly, simple. Little flash. Little yeah, we're, we're you know we're trying to be we're trying to be big boys. We're trying to be we're trying to write stadium songs, big yeah. songs, stuff that people can sing in their car and then they'll uh they'll you know hopefully get it stuck in their head after that you know that lucky listen on Sirius or wherever they catch it and. And then they're like, hey, what was that song? And then they're stuck singing that chorus over and over and over again. And then, you know, like you said, you know, that pushes the needle. And then there's that person that's, you know, that's their new song. That's the song for the week. That's the song for the workout. That's the daily jog song. That's the driver, you know. That's the dream, baby. Either way, that's that's as, as good as it can get. And we hope that, you know, we can provide that for people. That's always the goal. Um, but yeah, definitely pushing the needle. That sounds, that's, uh, yeah, that's an end game goal too. 
Yeah. I mean, you guys definitely have the ability to do stuff like that. And I wouldn't just want it to be the song that, you know, people are driving, like the song you turn on in the radio or you listen to all of a sudden Spotify comes on and it just pops on in the playlist that you're listening. It's like, oh, what is this? No, I want I want you guys to be the songs where all of a sudden it's going to come on and people are jamming out in their cars to the point where the cops are coming up like, what the heck is going on? They pull them over and you still see me right. jamming out to you guys and stuff. Cop comes to the window. What are you, license registration, sir? We got to finish this song. And then instead of me giving the cop license registration proof insurance, I'm giving him, you know, yeah, you guys got to <laughs> check out this song by Taken by Tides. Let me tell you. And all of a sudden it's, now I'm off scot-free and now you got more fans. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's into taking uh, guys guys, please don't mosh and drive. It's dangerous, please. <laughs> don't mosh and drive, but do listen to the song. Okay, don't moshing and driving, I'll say yeah, might not be the best idea. Leave that to the <laughs> leave that to the professionals. So yeah. d- just don't find me on the road because I will be moshing and driving at the same time. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Listen at yeah. your own risk. <laughs> yes, do as I say, not as I do, because well, if everyone did as I did, then, I mean, every show would have just a mosh pit where everyone's trying to go absolutely nuts and everyone's refusing to leave at any given moment. Like, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be sick, though, you know? Like, that'd, be, yeah. that'd be sick. That energy would be absolutely insane. Say, so we're just going to end up bringing that energy. And you guys can bring that energy as well with, this, with, with all this stuff. So when it came to all these different influences, especially when it came to writing the music you guys have been writing right now, what was that writing process like, especially with all these different influences that you guys have? What was it like bringing them all together and cohesively writing these new songs that you have already released, along with the songs you have yet to release that, uh, like for the new iteration, the new the, the first record for the new iteration of Taken by Tides? Oh, yeah. The, the writing process was crazy. It's like, uh, so throughout the pandemic, it's like, I so before all these singles, I was just doing screams and like for for the band uh, and jerry's doing all the vocals but i told myself i always wanted to learn how to sing so uh yeah i i learned how to sing throughout the pandemic and with the help of a couple of friends they taught me how to use like keys and music theory and stuff to write whatever you know all that boring stuff and uh throughout the writing process it was it was weird because you know um we had just got locked in so we had to do like discord calls um zoom calls and uh just kind of send everybody like the stuff that we were doing through discord um and yeah it was kind of weird at first but uh i think it it lent itself to to making some cool stuff so i'm hoping we can recreate that kind of thing going on in the future you know but i don't know i think we've been writing more in person recently when we're here and we were writing some stuff yesterday and it's it's crazy like we're doing some some exciting stuff coming out for like everything else it's it's really gonna blow blow the older stuff out of the water in my opinion you know but uh uh yeah the writing process is it, it's it was interesting throughout covid yeah during um during that pandemic we 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 grew as songwriters um i learned how to i learned how to re- record and mix demos and stuff in my in, in my room he grew as a composer um, he learned he learned oh, how to sing yeah, he grew true. he learned how to sing he grew as a vocalist um i got better as a, as a songwriter i learned how to compose better um and like now we we get better at writing our demos our demos sound great we have it's more we're able to put it out on paper and it's it, it works it works it was great it was it, it, that pandemic was the push that we needed to to i guess you could say evolve yeah i mean i think when we when we get together and write um just like picking demos out and sending them um oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean 
like for, for one of the heavier songs on the on the record i wrote it in my room and um we, we were doing it on a discord chat and i it was like a week before we were supposed to go to the studio and i was like trust me guys like, this is like this is gonna be dope and that day we wrote it and um we got together in like that maybe like maybe the next week before we were supposed to go in the studio and we finished it and that song ended up being on the record like you know what i mean just just getting away from each other and and being able to do it not in person and then having that magic still when we're there is it's you know it's, it's very important to have that I'll say when it comes to that, that just speaks to the chemistry you guys have as a band. And taking a look back at the pandemic as well, I mean, we've seen so many things happen with so many other artists where it was either you could, it was either, there was multiple things that could happen. You could either just, oh, try and wait it out, but no one knew exactly when things were coming back. So you could go to something else and just kind of the band would fizzle out or just take a look and see what's going on and just say, hey, maybe this isn't for me anymore. But then there was a bunch of other bands that's like, okay, let's try and see what else we can promote ourselves. But what you guys did in that instance, from what I heard, was you guys just took it as a time to grow what you guys were able to do and be able to work alongside each other, even when it was remote, whether it was becoming a better songwriter, becoming a better composer, becoming a better vocalist, just honing your craft more and figuring out different aspects of the writing style, figure out how maybe some of your influences had come in there. So the big key that you just said there, Jade, was when you guys were, you know, able to go from working remotely and writing songs where, yeah, it's, you know, you're sharing everything, but it's not the same as when you're in person, because when you're in person, you can bounce ideas off each other a lot quicker, but then you get to see exactly, is that chemistry fully there? Is this thing that's going to be taken by tides fully going to work with all four of you guys there? And I mean, shit. It definitely worked out. I mean, if you guys are talking about the chemistry now, you guys are talking about how there's going to be even better stuff yet to come, even though everything that you guys released so far, I'm just like, this is some good shit. And I'm already thinking about moshing my car to this stuff. So, um, yeah, if you guys are going to release, you know, stuff that you say is even better than the stuff you already have now, one, that speaks to just the ability you guys have as writers. Two, it speaks to the ability that you guys have as a band together with your chemistry. And three, it's going to speak to the fact that I might have to have larger car insurance bills now because, well, cars and mosh pits mean I basically turn the highway into demolition derby. Hope I don't get, you know, criminally charged for that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that our strongest asset is like our chemistry between us four together. You know what I mean? With in the past year, I've as a songwriter, I think I've grown so much just being with them. You know what I mean? Making them with with them making me work my brain. You know what I mean? Like I never used as much brain power. To write songs that I have now and just I think all of us have just grown exponentially since the since the time we've gotten together, you know. Just giving him those good old Jimmy Neutron brain blast moments and all that good brain shit. Blast, baby. I mean yeah, definitely got big brain on this new stuff. Big brain on this new stuff. Well, outside just the new stuff, I mean you guys have again, like I said, three songs out right now as recording this. In my dreams, you are what makes me bleed. And of course, time and time was the one that I first actually got to hear from you guys and listening to it. That one was a little bit of a wild ride in terms of everything that you guys had going on there. So when it came to time, of course, it being your most recent single, what was the inspiration behind this one specifically? Because like I said, I love to dive deep into these songs and really get a fuller understanding of it. Also to see like where my kind of ideas came from the song as well compared to what it, you know you guys actually brought up just to see kind of how everything portrays and just get that connection going. So when it came to time, what was the inspiration behind this whole entire thing? Because again, it was nuts. Go ahead, Jerry. That's all you, man. Um, so time, time I wrote in the living room of uh, a little two-bedroom apartment. Um, 
and I got I got inspired by the the Sempaternal album, Bring Me the Horizon, because I I, I told myself that uh, I I want to grow as a writer as a musician. I want to write songs that songs that are big, songs that can be in a stadium, those big boy songs, as I said earlier. And so I'm like, I, I want something like that. And so with what I learned over the pandemic writing and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, let me get some strings in here. Let me get some cello, some violins. Let me get some, some big sounding drums. I came up with a little demo, uh, held onto it for a bit. And then I sent it to Omar. All, all free plugins, by the way. All, like, yeah. It was all with free plugins. Zero, like zero dollars. Empty, empty PK, like... something drum kit. Right. Um, the poo pl- plugins, VSTs, um, Nad IR cabs, right? Gary's <laughs> yeah, uh, Sonatina Orchestra. It's another that free one. one. That one's amazing. Yeah. That's where I got. That's where I got the choir. That's where I got the strings. It's beautiful. And um, I got a. They gifted me an Arturia Mini Lab MK2 Mini keyboard, keyboard Mini game. controller that came with its own little plugins. And that's where I got the birds. Some of the birds oh, that yeah. you hear. In the, <laughs> on the intro to that and so i sent that demo it was a really it was a kind of eh demo sent that to omar omar's like hey this is dope let me let me mess with this and he, so he, he does he his thing like seven demos i sent him like three yeah i sent him like a bunch of demos like 70 <laughs> and he's like this is the one bro this is the one so i sent him the stems i sent him the the, the bounce he messes with it he sends it back it's a little it's now it's heavier it's got more chugs it's this and it's like whoa this is big this is this could be something and so we take that and uh, eventually it becomes time. We record it. We bring Jay in the mix. It's it's great. Um, but it, it came from a little from a little living room in an apartment um, wanting to be sent paternal. It was yeah. basically sent paternal. Yeah. And then um, when he sent me the idea um, for like all the vocal stuff, it, it's kind of weird. <laughs> you know how he spoke about like Mexican influence and stuff. There's this uh, singer named Alejandra Guzman. Um and uh, she she had a song called Dia de Sorte, um, that she she sang with uh, this guy named Jay Jay de Loco Jay de and uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of where like all the vocals were inspired from, which is like big powerful kind of um stadium sound, like you said. Um, and yeah, that that's kind of where where it went. It started flying after that. I kind of want to jump a little bit into the whole entire, you know, especially as being inspired by Sempraternal, because let's be honest with it being like the 10 year anniversary of the Sempraternal album here in 2023. Cause yeah, that <laughs> album is 10 years old, which is really ridiculous <laughs> to think about. You're definitely right about that. Yeah. But it's just, you. I mean, it's, it's when you listen to the song, it doesn't sound like it should be a bring me the rise song. Time does not sound like it should be on Sempraternal at all. It just doesn't have the same kind of sound. But what you're saying by the influence of it, it started percolating some ideas in my mind and kind of relating it to the song when you're talking about wanting to write big boy songs, wanting to make sure these songs are powerful enough so when you're playing them in front of a bunch of people, they have the same sort of power that like when you go and see Bring Me the Horizon, if they open with like, can you feel my heart? And people are just going really into it. Or when Shadow Moses comes on and everyone are just going nuts. And the snakes start to sing. Yeah, I was just see, like with Shadow Moses specifically. It's I mean, if you ever like the uh, the live version they did or the live show they did from Royal Albert Hall, and they yes, do Shadow exactly. Moses, and when everyone just screams, "This is Sempaternal," and just something like that, you want that kind of a big, powerful connection or reaction to those kind of songs. So I understand what you're talking about when it comes to relating this up and getting inspired by Sempaternal because you're not trying to sound like it. What you're trying to do, what you were is doing is 
inspired by the grandness of it, inspired by the power of it, taking a look at listening to it and really in your mind while you were writing the song, kind of boiling it down to what makes this so big? What are the concepts? What are the ideas behind it that made this album so big, that made this sound so spectacular? And then understanding those concepts and then understanding how your influences, your sound, how you want to write music fits into that and then really write it to create it. Send it over to Omar and all of a sudden it comes back and it's like, shoot, this is even bigger than it was before. All on three fucking plugins. That Royal Albert Hall performance um, that definitely brings into some of the some of the more string aspect to it because it, it'd be great to eventually in the future be able to incorporate a big orchestra like that have a big performance like that being able to bring those classical instruments into the mix and be able to modernize uh, a classic or classify a, uh, a string section and bring words. it to life you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring, yeah it's, it's yeah, all about yeah, just bringing yeah, the energy. Yeah. This, the same way that Architects did with the, their live album as well. Like they were able to incorporate a big orchestral sound into it. Like they played with the orchestra. It was great. It was beautiful. That would be a dream someday. Too. And like, that, that's yeah. like, that's some, some eventual, an eventual goal. Like, I think so. Yeah. I think with the whole, you know, influenced by a semi-paternal thing as well as like, it isn't maybe so much the sound as much as it, the engagement that it provides with the audience and that is what we're i think a big goal in, in our writing is is it being able to have a, a live setting where we can really titillate a crowd and have them excited to see this show and have yes. a, a show you know where the, the music's good on its own and it stands alone but but where it fits within a live set it can really shine and really provide something you know a, th- a third dimension to the crowd All right, now that is something big that I really want to go into as well because this is something I I mentioned on a previous podcast too, but it makes sense for this. And it also makes sense for the whole Bring Me the Horizon album with Sempraternal as well. Because think about, I'm thinking about three songs right now. I'm thinking about like, uh, let's see, uh, like House of Wolves where it's just like at the house. Oh, Wolves at at the point of it. Of course, course, Santa Moses with the big old, this is Sempraternal. Or Antivist, where it's just like, you know, middle fingers up if you don't give a fuck and everyone's just chanting that. You can imagine that and feel that in a live site. If you've gone and seen the band before, you've been and seen any of those songs, specifically probably for the most people, Shadow Moses, you know what that's like. You know the grandness of it. And the engagement that you're talking about, Jack, absolutely stands out because when a crowd is engaged or when a group of people are engaged to just listen to music, whether it's in a live setting where it's a lot of people, in a smaller setting where maybe you're in front of three, 400 people, maybe a smaller setting where you're in front of 50 people, or say it's just people listening to it on their own, they feel the connectiveness to it. They feel like they're a part of it. That's why when in Shadow Moses, that's why it's like, can you tell from the look in our eyes, we're going nowhere. It's a we, because they want that connection in there. Probably the most well-known rock song in the world we will rock you by queen it's we will we will rock you and the instrumentals are primarily from people going stomp stomp clap so it creates that grander feeling to it it puts everything together and makes it so that man people feel connected to it people feel connected to one another and they feel that power behind it in the grandest way and then with the orchestral side as well if you're able to add that orchestral piece to it it adds some more to that grandioso style. And I always think of it as, you know, it's like taking a movie. It's like th- watching an action adventure movie. But then all of a sudden you're putting in this whole great, like, you know, you're adding the strings, you're adding that orchestra, you're adding the grandioso, the, like this whole entire cinematic feel behind it. It's like take, it's like watching an action adventure movie. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I want to watch something better. And then you end up going to watch like Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's I'll say it's just nuts. Detailed picture. What was that? Yeah, we want to paint a very detailed picture as as depth as we can, and so so that when you're there, when it is live, when it is you know you it's it it does you know it pulls back and you get that yeah, that engagement where if you're in the car alone you feel like you're singing and you're with it you know it's it's uh it's like the lyrics in time where it starts out with a question it's something that you can reflect with yourself alone or you can take and you can scream that along with us in a live setting and and that is what i think is, that was a goal for this song you know just to have you feel something with us like you said that that connection <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry it's drifting away <laughs> you're just, just like, like, leaving yeah. the room slowly <laughs> 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 but but again it makes a lot of sense too to kind of create that grand feel to it and have that connected feel because again it's those big songs have that connected feel and that's what really brings people together and makes you feel like you're connected even more to the band and connected more to the song whether you're listening to it with a whole bunch of people or just by yourself but again i do have to absolutely commend you jerry because my god uh, that song with free plugins, with all the shit that's in there, I, I, I'm I'm amazed, man. Like, yeah, definitely yeah. when it comes to you talking about increasing your ability as a songwriter, and when it comes to you know mixing this stuff, producing this stuff for these demos, I mean, you can clearly tell that you put the time and effort in there, and it's taken mass amount of strides. If this was the output of the third song that you guys end up releasing. It's just it's 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 so much fun being 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 a nerd about audio and like really taking the time to learn all that stuff and being nerdy in your own way. And so for me, it was like, well, let me mix because I'm like, I like drums. I like bass. I like guitar. I can't play drums. I can't play bass. But let me compose it, learn how to do it. And it was just it's just so much fun. So also, they, thank you. Thank you so much. Free plugins. They made it onto the final mix. Yeah, like, yeah some of those. There. Like a lot of them actually made it to the I studio have, when we recorded it. Yeah, I have some some synthesizers in the break where omar sings if i could start over again there's some synthesizers in there that were free that our producer he really liked and he's like let's keep those so he's yeah. like yeah well, there you go kids there you go kids <laughs> as, as long as you have an ear for it you can't go wrong yeah yeah and even if you don't have an ear for it you can do one of two things one you can basically do what you did and just work to develop that your ability for it and work to develop your ideas around it so that you can potentially have that ear for it or you can connect with many other people around the in, around you know the music industry that are working in this kind of stuff that potentially might have that ear for it where all of a sudden it's you know you don't have to take every suggestion they have but sometimes their knowledge and sometimes their suggestions might be able to pull out the sound that you have in your head but you still know how to have it come out as the final product where they might absolutely have the knowledge and know exactly what needs to be done in the production style and in the songwriting style to make it come out the way that you have it in your head so that everyone can know exactly what you wanted it to be, what that core sound of it, what the best sound of it was Definitely. when it comes out. And that's, why it's good to have, that's why it's good to have uh, multiple songwriters so that, so that that can happen, so that we can just flawlessly... Yeah, you get like burnt out on like stuff. So yeah, like that you, way everybody can sculpt. It. Everybody can when you're writing it, you're listening to it over and over and over again, and it's like, okay, I, my ears are not fresh on the song anymore. I'll send it off to Jade and Jerry or whoever, and uh, and they'll 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 mess with it and come in with fresh ears, fresh ideas. So it's like that's kind of how we build stuff, and then you know things just inspire. You know, like you said, the chemistry. That's pretty much it. Yeah, two heads is better than one, and three heads is better than that, and four is and then you know you know it's so on and so forth, <laughs> and so on and so on. 
Uh, yeah, because I totally agree with what you're saying too, Omar, when you talk, talk about, you know, having that fresh set of ears because there's a lot of times where you might be writing a song, you might be putting something together and you've heard it so many times, so many, so many, you know, iterations of it where you're just so stuck in on it in a certain piece where all of a sudden you send it off to someone else. Say you send it off to Jane, he might be hearing something that all of a sudden you just did not pick up on based on the fact that you've heard it so many times. Mentally, you just kind of glossed over it when that one piece, maybe a little tweak here, could absolutely make the song to that grand feeling, to that big, large, you know, everyone together, everyone feeling the exact same kind of feel, feeling to the song. Or, again, the big boy song. Yeah, yeah. Big boy song. Big. Exactly. Keep going backwards. Big boy song. Yeah. So really when it comes to time, though, when it comes to like the lyrical interpretation of it, this is always something I'm very, very intrigued by as well, because a lot of the times when you listen to music, I mean, the music we love, you listen to the lyrics and you get the overall mood of like the, the story, the message or whatever is being told within that song. And you listen to how the instrumentals play off of it. And it's like an emotional guide through exactly what you are hearing and it really maximizes the impact of the song and time was very impactful for my uh when i listened to it and what i took from it but i gotta know exactly when it came to the lyrical composition what was the inspiration by that behind time because also i want to see how close i actually got with my mindset when i was going through it uh you want to start yeah okay (laughs) so um i when, when when i was thinking about the song right I was trying to get myself into a headspace of, of, of what what I could do. And so I, I wrote it almost as like you you're you're running out of time to do all the things that you want to do, that you think that you need to do. Like you're like almost like your everyday pressures that slowly begin to build up, build up, and then you finally like blow up, you know, because that's that's an issue that everybody has in their everyday lives, you know. They they go through things and uh, sometimes it just piles up. You don't have anybody to talk to or whatever, so-and-so. And you're just like, damn, that's a lot. I don't have a lot of time to do all these things. What if I'm too late? What if I can't stay yeah. such and such and such? Yeah, and like then, uh, um, the pandemic. Yeah, and then that you know, itself a lot to that. Because like uh, we spent two years locked up, you know? So it's like during that, we went from a transition from, you know, I'm in college and then I'm, I dropped out from college because I can't do online classes. And then... Uh, from then on, it's like, oh, I'm suddenly 22, 23 now. I'm like, I went from my 20, from 20 years old to 23, and I have like nothing. I'm like, I have no plan. You know, my car's barely like working, and so it's like stuff like that. And it's like, I, I pretty much lost like a moment of my life where I was able to grow. You know, I feel like it's such a big, like transitional moment in people's lives in the early 20s, and it feels like that was kind of taken away from us. And uh, so coming out of the pandemic, it's like. It just felt like I had so much pressures that I had to, you know, I had to get a house, I had to like get a car, I had to move out, I had to do these, this and that. And uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much like what the song is about. It's like the pressures that that we put on ourselves to like get yeah. out there, you know. And some of those pressures, like they can be about um, like, I guess for like the verse, the first verse and like the what's that, the break, uh, the over and over again. It's like that that repetitive um that repetitiveness in your head that's like, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with that. Keeping up with your relationships, keeping up with your friendships, keeping up with your job, your, your responsibilities, things that, um, that, that do that, do that. And so that's where like the, that's where time, that's like the hourglass is just a repetition and, you know, eventually. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of, it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but now I, I want to hear what you thought about it. Like, I want to, I want to see what your interpretation was. because yes, it's well, yeah. <laughs> well, before I jump into what my interpretation was, I'm kind of amazed at the at the fact of just kind of like you know thinking about the concept of time and just everything that people have going on in life, and it's just you're trying to do all these different things, you're not sure you have time for, it, and then things end up getting lost within that. And you end up losing track of all that time. But Omar, what you said was just something that really stuck out to me because when you guys went through the pandemic, especially, you know, like you said, you went through there between, you know, the age of 20 and 23. So it feels like, you know, you lost out on that period of time. And I mean, that's a very important period of time as well, because you're going from, especially, you know, if you're in college, that's from the time of, you know, you're finishing up college and going into the working world or going to the real world, as they say. And you never know what to expect. And if you don't have that plan, I mean, no one really ever has a plan coming out of that. Trust me on that because, yeah, I didn't have a plan either. But it puts a different perspective on it because that's such a pivotal time in life, especially as a young adult, where if you feel like you lost out on that, then it really is tough to kind of go through. Myself with the pandemic hitting, I was 25 when it hit. So like I'd gone through some of that stuff, but I felt like I missed out on like my when I was 25 and I was 26 because of the pandemic. However, people can always go back and they really think about, you know, the missed experience that they had, the amount of time they wish they had to do stuff, or, you know, maybe the time that they were as a young adult where they want to go out and do these crazy things, but they thought that because they had to follow a certain path, like they had to go get a house, they had to go to college, they had to get a job, they had to get a good job, they had to get married, have to have kids and whatnot. Maybe they feel like they missed out on all that because the only limited amount of time they had and how they spent it. And they can relate to what you guys had gone through personally during the pandemic because of that lost time. When I took a look at the song, I took a look at it from a little bit of a different perspective. So let me turn my chair over here because I've got it all written down. I thought it was kind of about reflecting back in like a relationship, whether looking back at the past and a current one or looking back at one that, you know, is no more interviewing all the things that you did wrong, all the things that went wrong, all the troubles that were created by it. However, it doesn't, the song really doesn't look back at these in any kind of nostalgia or any kind of willingness to change them. The song backs at these moments and wonders if we could go back and fix them. Honestly, would we? This could be because we don't want to change them due to just frank laziness. But I think it's because we look at those moments and we don't want to change them because we use them to learn and grow. And if it weren't for those moments, we would not be in the position in life that we are today. We wouldn't be the people that we are today. It looks at the worth of going back and fixing the past and ex- at the expense of the present and our own future. Time is a fickle thing. We must tread carefully with it. Exactly. I think, yeah. I think that was. I think that was beautiful. Especially, yeah. especially wow, considering. Um, yeah. That well said, pretty, man. That's yeah, pretty tight. Yeah. I, yeah that's. Yeah. Uh, that, that, exactly, that definitely yeah. did play a little bit of a factor. Yeah. It yeah. was. Uh, a huge factor. Yeah, that, so, yeah that, the whole December line comes from like a thing I was going through in like the one December or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that that line kind of stayed and then like so it, it can be interpreted in uh, different ways but that definitely had a little bit of a factor so i yeah i that's pretty that, spot was, on. that was great man. yeah that was beautiful. <laughs> that's oh spot on. yeah yeah and, and and again when it comes down to it it's just like the cold terror concept again is around is around time in, in that same aspect though between uh what you thought what you guys thought and then where i was coming from as well because when we think about it again there's so much time that you know there's so many things you can do but also there's times in the past where it's like maybe we missed out on that maybe if we could go back and change that 
what would we what would we do differently and there's a lot of times where you know people get caught in that loop and then they miss out on the present they they think they want to change the past but it comes at the expense of whatever's at the present whatever is going into the future it's kind of taking a look at from what you guys were at especially you know when the pandemic hit especially again at the time in life that you were you guys took that time and yeah you know maybe it, it sucks that you missed out on like that you know what would have been like a normal time frame for your like 21 22 year old time however taking a look at what you guys you looked at it instead of being so you know oh this sucks man i don't know what the heck i'm gonna do and just sit there and do nothing about it you guys focused in on everything with taken by tides you focused in on becoming better songwriters becoming better musicians better as a vocalist you focused in on this stuff and you use that time wisely so that you can look back at it and say you know what yeah that time frame you know that time in life the time in the world yeah it kind of sucked but I did what I could with it and it put me in the position that I'm at today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Silver linings. Um, it, it was a tough time, obviously, because, you know, we all went through some sort of loss um, or just hardships throughout the pandemic. But it's like, you know, there is a lot of silver linings. We grew a lot. Um, you know, Jaden got like a lot of connections within the industry and so did I. And like everyone just like grew as musicians as well. So, yeah, silver linings. Definitely. I definitely agree. No, absolutely. And when it came to the song too, cause I still remember just listening to it for the first time and just uh, hearing that intro and hearing that, like had like that cinematic theatrical kind of style opening to it. So I know, especially when you're talking about those, uh, those, uh, those plugins, Jerry, I'm like, Ooh, now I know where those came in right away. And then it went more of this like consistent driving sound that reminded me a, a good amount of the band until I wake, like just on the track, but there was this added theatrics behind it. And I loved how it absolutely opened the song. It's heavy. It has this kind of little pop flow to it, really make the song catchy. But the addition of those string sounds and those plugins just made it so much more grander in the tone of the emotion of the song. So right when you jump into it, you're feeling the heaviness of it, but it's also got the catchiness of the flow, but the grandioso feel that you guys are talking about when it comes to bringing in much of a grander style for the song. Or again, big boy songs. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to make you cry while you headbang. You know, give a little, you know, little. <laughs> Little you know, tear while you're, tear, you know, you know, you're two-stepping. Ding, 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 you know? <laughs> dude, dude, if you can make, if you guys can make me shed a tear while I am trying to destroy somebody in the pit, then I, you guys <laughs> may have just won the coolest band of the year award with that. I'm hoping that it happens because that would be freaking hysterical. So, wait, why is Kevin crying in the pit but also destroying people? <laughs> he is feeling something right now, man. <laughs> all right we're putting that on the whiteboard angry tears that, that, that's that's in the on the 2023 goal list for sure <laughs> oh yeah just yeah yeah, uh, yeah. tears in mosh pit not from injuries by the way we, we did have a mosh pit this one time at our show uh jane wasn't in the band yet but the the other three of us were and we were playing uh in mccallan and uh i remember after the set i told jack i'm like hey dude uh somebody passed out in the pit you know because it was outside in south texas it's fucking hot it's like 100 degrees and somebody passed out in the pit, and Jackson starts fucking crying because he's like, "Bro, what pit?" I was like, <laughs> he was like, "Nobody saw us." So like, You're fucking with me. There was, I didn't see a pit. What pit? What? I would have seen it. Like, yeah, there was no pit. Apparently, they're like all the way in the back of the venue, like pitting, and they passed out. The guy passed out over there. Like, homie was still purple when we caught up with him. So we were like, "How?" But yeah, we ended up giving him a free shirt. Um, that was a good report about it. Yeah, he, he was really dope. Um, you know, the venue helped him out, gave him some water, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. Uh, Pretty just pretty funny story on the side note. <laughs> I mean, shoot, I kind of know what that feels like to be that guy because that uh, welcome to Rockville in 2022, the the second day I was there, the amount of times I came close to passing out in the pit due to heat stroke was it was uh, going to be pretty intense. Where, Thank, were you there? Were you at Rockville? 
I yeah, I was actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're Rockville. Oh, yeah, where's Rockville? Is that the Florida? Oh, that's, that's the Florida. No, that's the one in Daytona. Florida? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I'll say plus as also as you can see probably from the camera, I am pasty as all hell. I'm from I'm from <laughs> Wisconsin, so when it gets to be like ninety five degrees and humid and trying to be in a mosh pit and you're camping outside and you're waking up every morning and it's eighty degrees outside already, like yeah. I'm like shit, I can't handle this. Oh my god, yeah, it's sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully thankfully on that second day though, because the one the band I wanted to see the most that day, it started to rain during their set and it was like the sun was already down, it was nighttime out, and God, that felt so good. If you guys can get a, a good mosh pit going while it's raining outside, ooh, that's that's an uh, experience that no. people never forget. What, what what band was it that was it was it Sparebox? That they were rained out? Or Crown played in the rain. Crown got rained out? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah Crown <laughs> Crown got rained out, or they, they got through most of their set, I think, because they play. They got switched around. I remember I was kind of mad that that day, too, because when they had this like a rain delay and then they were switching stuff around, they had Crown in flames, Shine Down, and they were set up for Guns N' Roses. And I'm just like, well, they cut one band, and it was the <laughs> band I wanted to see the most because it's my favorite band. Oh, Fuck! Man. Yeah, they cut oh, Rise Against. No. I was pissed. That's terrible. Uh, Yeah. You were there. Uh, okay, can you tell? Real quick, okay. man, I want to compliment that dark bloom poster you have in the back. It's beautiful, dude. It's oh, sick. dude, thanks. Yeah, I, I was looking to put something back there, and I ended up getting it at uh, the Louder Than Life. Uh, at Louder Than Life, one of my friends, I was like, "Here, I you like this, so take it." I'm just like, "Dude, this is sick!" And now dude, it's back dude. there. Yeah, I was at Louder Than Life too, man. That was dope. God damn. Okay, what, so was that where Bring Me played? Yeah. Dope. 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 Yeah, that that was that was magical. It, you was, told me. it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, now I'm trying. I'm now I'm like my head's spinning because like if you were at Rockville, if you were also at Louder Than Life, because I was at both of those last year. Did I ever run into you at some point during that festival? I mean, probably, but there was like, I mean, how many people there? So who would have even known? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe um, if you saw if you saw Crown the Empire, you probably saw me. Oh, I was yeah. in the middle. I was in the middle of pit the whole time during Crown the Empire. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I mean I work for them, so yeah, he's their stage manager. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll flex for him. He's their stage manager. Yeah, I'll flex for him. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Omar's coming with the big time flex for Jaden again. Big boy yeah. stuff right there. But holy shit, yeah. So I probably I probably looked and maybe I probably saw you like for a moment on stage. But yeah, I'll put it this way: if you looked in the pit and you saw the crazy dude in the Brewers hat throwing everyone around, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw your weak car flag in the back and I've I've been told like four times already, but do do I sound like Kyle Pavone? Um I kind of picked up on it just a tad, but not as much as I would have thought. I thought a little bit more, especially with your cleans. They have a little bit more of a reminiscent period of uh it's like kind of like Kyle Pavone, kind of like the lead singer for Until I Wake, but it's like for Kyle, like compared to Kyle, your voice is just a, it's, it's deep enough where it's just not close enough to it for me. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's the same thing Jaden told me. Yeah. Cause I just, I began to the same comments. I was curious. I want to see your take, you know? <laughs> oh, trust me. Cause if it would have been like, you know, if it would have reminded me exactly of Kyle Pavone, I would have brought that shit up right away when you're talking about both. I was like, <laughs> exactly. why the hell does okay. he sound like Kyle Pavone all of a sudden? It's like, well, I mean, <laughs> fucking that'd be awesome, but damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Capo, and he actually, uh, he was one of the inspirations behind one of our other songs that's coming out soon. Um, you know, it's just that whole era, you know, with Kyle passing, it was like such a tragic time. But yeah, that, that moment inspired me for another song. It's coming soon. Um, it's not out yet, but yeah. 
It's a fun one. That's a deep one. Well, how about this? Because I kind of want to talk a little bit about the other music you guys got coming up, but I do want to wrap up my like the overall thoughts on time. So if people have not listened to it yet, here's what I have to say about it. So everyone can be like, should I listen to time? Bye. Take it by tides. This is what I have to say. Overall, I want to give a big thank you to the one and only Ronnie Radke for posting about this band on his Instagram story. Because in this one song, the band... Taken by Tides, touched on so many different musical tropes from the metalcore breakdown to the pop rock formula chorus to the strings over the top to create a more cinematic feel to create a song that allows us to go deep into our emotions around the past and if we would change what we if change it if we could. Omar's vocals really take us through the frustration when going through kind of all that mental thought process, but fuck the emotions brought forward at the end with like the chanting vocals, the or like that, you know, that chorus vocal or the choir style vocals with all the chants and whatnot kind of there and the heaviest to create the visual of our thoughts all telling us not to change the past and to move on because the present is more important is powerful as all hell thank you thank you so much yeah that's perfect that sounds beautiful thank you so much <laughs> i hope people are convinced after that thank you <laughs> if thank people you. if people aren't convinced after that then fuck they should be <laughs> yeah they should definitely but shout out to ronnie thank you so much yeah, for real. Us. for real. Very grateful. <laughs> That's actually one thing I want to ask about too, because that was something I was curious. Because I usually, whenever I see Ronnie Radke stories, it's usually, of course, either fun or verse related or something wacky and ridiculous that you know he's posting about. I have rarely ever seen him post about any band ever. And when I saw him post about Taken by Tides, it was like an initial drum. Like I have to check this out. So, do you guys have yeah. any sort of connection with him? And you know, what was it like when all of a sudden, you know, maybe saw you guys on his story. It's like, oh, shit. Dude, this is <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, back in uh, 2020, uh, uh, did you ever see Ronnie's Twitch streams? I've I've never been on them, but I know exactly what you're talking about with those Twitch streams where it's all the reaction stuff that he does and just random talking to yeah. people. Um, playing like Among Us with like uh, the, with uh, Robert Ortiz and Telly from the World Live, Craig Mavitt, uh, Danny Warsnap, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah, back in 2020, uh, him and Saria started streaming. And uh, what's it called? He tweeted this one time. He's like, hey, I'm looking for uh, for an animator, an editor, this and that for, for Twitch. And uh, the second it popped up, I tweeted at him and like, hey, I do this and that, yada, yada. And uh, he DM me and that's that's where we started. So um, I've actually been doing uh, stream production for him for about three years now. And uh, him and Saria, whenever they need anything, I, I help them out with like design work. And stuff like that. So yeah, uh, Ronnie and I have been friends for for a good while. Now, so he shared it us. He texted me. He's like, "Yo, go check my story." And I'm like, "Wow, thank you so much." You know, um, he just he just shared it all like out of the whim. You know, so that that's the connection. <laughs> I, but goddamn, I mean, when it comes and also when it speaks to the band itself as well, the mentality that you had for that one, where it's like, okay, you know, they're looking for something, and you just sweet out for it. You know, you got to put yourself out there. Got to take a chance. And the fact that you've worked with Ronnie and Sarai for like, what three years now with their Twitch stream stuff. I just it speaks to the fact that you're creating those connections and when it comes to the bandits you know you guys release a kick-ass song and all of a sudden someone that's you know incredible one of the biggest probably maybe the biggest rock star per like by himself in the rock and metal scene right now posting that stuff on his story and all of a sudden it's like oh shit i would even like take a look at like the monthly twitch or uh, monthly streaming numbers from when i first saw that post when time was released until today when we're recording this and like the monthly Spotify listener count is more than doubled already. 
It's like, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Yes! It definitely has, yeah. Yeah, it is a big boost. So, yeah, I, I told Ronnie the other day, thank you so much for that. Um, We were on a call recently a couple of days ago, but yeah, it's 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 been it's been crazy. Like, uh, I remember when he shared us, I would check the Instagram and it's like, literally every second, it was like, follower, follower, follower. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. Yep, that's the perfect response right there. Just... <laughs> Yeah. everybody yeah. everybody across the board just completely stoked and i mean overwhelmed is a great response and the fact that people took the time to check it out thank you to everybody who did and that you included um but that ronnie would even do that it's 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 awesome it, it was it really was a big burst and to see people interact with it and have that response is you know overwhelmingly positive you know from the audience that that, that checked it out that that's the most rewarding thing you know just seeing that People actually genuinely like it. They that oh, this is a good song. This one's going in the playlist. This one's in the, you know like this is that you know that that's you know that that you can't yeah I can't ask for more. Yeah, is it for more? Well, because even after I saw it too, and after I like messaged you guys, I started sending the song to a couple of friends who and I like just check out this song. Tell me what you think, and everyone's just like, "Damn, this is some good shit." I can't wait to hear what else they're gonna come out with in the future. It's just like there we go. This is what we're talking about. Because <laughs> I was hyped up on it too. I'm like, yeah, I, I need it. I want to see what other people have to say about it too. And I was getting all hyped up on it and shit. And it's just, I mean, even the day before we like record this, I probably listened to that song. Like, God, I mean, probably at least five times straight before you guys even jump in the call. But during the day, probably about 15 other times. Cause man, it's just uh, a good yeah. song. And I wanted to be as ready as possible for this. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. So now looking a little bit into the rest of 2023 as well with more new music, like what can we expect from you guys in terms of new music? I mean, if you guys don't have release dates, I don't want to hear release dates. If you don't want have to, if you can't announce them, I don't want you to announce them. But when it comes to like this, like what you guys have been working on, kind of like in that realm, what can we expect from new stuff in 2023 from Taken by Tides? Because I mean, again, the three songs you have out right now, goddamn, I can't tell you what else you guys got coming up next. So, so yeah, right now we have uh, five songs done, fully ready to go drop, um, which is going to be the EP that we're going to drop soon. We're actually going to announce an EP soon. Uh, this is the announcement to the I announcement, the announcement. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah we're, part of the announcement. we're announcing it very soon. We're planning of announcing it like maybe right after the show tomorrow or like early February. So, you know, this it'll be pretty close when we announce it um so yeah we're, we're dropping an ep of five songs and right after that in february we're going up to uh, louisville and nashville and we're recording some more songs with uh with a good friend of Jaden's. um he actually helped us mix live for our set it sounds amazing like so our live rig like seriously props to him um we're going up there yeah it's, uh he's, he's my buddy his name's drew sullivan and he uh he does front of house for crown the empire and uh, he made uh, he made our mix for us, and he's gonna you know produce us and stuff, and, and mix, master, and do all that stuff. So we're really excited to have him. It's gonna be dope. Like a twenty hour drive. That's not what I'm excited about. But yeah, no, really I'm excited for a twenty hour drive. You know, just hanging with the boys and stuff. Um, but yeah, twenty hour drive up to to Louisville. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, well, we'll take turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what, what other plans do we have for twenty twenty three? Um, anyone else? You know, drop else? drop the EP couple singles maybe at a tour or two hopefully hopefully get a tour, yeah. hopefully hop on a tour that's you know that's uh that's an open invitation if anyone hears something cool or has any cool lovers yeah. we're, we're ready to tour our rigs like yeah we are our, our rig is ready like so ready. you know drop some fire merch you know <laughs> get some merch out we have a store online if anybody that uh wants to check that out does taken by tides.com you know we'll made by yours truly <laughs> yeah. 
Basically, yeah, made by yours truly. I just got a point. Well, what made video? Got a point that way. Whoa. Made by those guys. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just get uh get everything moving and get I guess further established as a band that you know we can grow a a fan base with and people that really want to see us live and and make it worth being on a on a national you know level make uh make a fan base that's worth you know or big enough for us to to do that you know to you know facilitate that rather yeah i mean one thing i want to see from you guys i want to see you guys get uh, be able to get on tour in 2023 i'm not talking about just some small shows here and there i'm talking about being able to get out there and actually give your music and show your music to the rest of the world as well i mean of course at first it's gonna be the rest of the united states in a live setting but to really get it out there because again some the a bunch of the bands that i've talked to in the past on the podcast it's they've been able to try and leverage whatever they've been able to in order to get out and try and you know make as much as possible whether it's you know find a way to get their songs connected to sirius xm octane whether it's being able to find a way to be able to get them to back that stuff because of course i've seen a couple of bands do that and it's worked out really well for them. I've seen bands being able to, you know, as the, as the connection that they have within the music industry, I'm not saying bank on those connections, but ask those connections for advice, maybe where to go for certain things to be able to help you guys get to the point where you want to get to. Because again, you guys just hearing what you guys have done, hearing the connections you guys have it, like uh, across the industry, hearing the people that you've already worked with, it's not the fact that, you know, you'd be working with them, but they know people that you could easily help you guys out and could recommend you perfectly for in terms of, okay, this might be something you want to talk to when it comes to potentially getting on a much bigger tour when it comes to getting your stuff sent over to Sirius XM Octane and potentially getting them to play it, put it on test drive, get everyone to be all super duper hyped up about it. And shit, then all of a sudden I'm going to start seeing, you know, Taken by Ty starting to be featured on Octane like crazy. Have you guys get on the Big Uns countdown for the end of the year? And it's just like, my fucking God. Yeah, we need awesome. this shit. Yeah. That that'd be insane. Definitely a goal. That sounds like a plan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Big ones. You we we can we can get on that up. Yeah. Yeah. We, that'd be do it. Do we, I mean, yeah, we we can for sure do it. I I think I, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I really don't even think that we can do it. Um it'll be good. We all took the mic away from him at the same time. So <laughs> this sound, is, it's it's, it's almost system. too well, like <laughs> done. <laughs> we sound <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, again, I've seen it happen before with a bunch of other bands. I've seen it happen with bands from use Texas as the example. I've seen it happen with bands from Texas easily. Like my, my the, the second peop, the second band I ever interviewed my entire career here at the podcast was a band from San Antonio called Kingdom Collapse, and they've been on Octane since Whoa. consistently since like 2020, Whoa. and it's all independent. And it's just how they've been able to just you know get their songs out there, leverage those kind of connections. So if you guys are looking for, you know, potential uh, someone to talk to or a band to talk to about some of this stuff, they're, they're, they're absolutely perfect for that kind of thing. We should hit them up, actually. We should I, we should play King of Clouds. I didn't know they were from San Antonio. I, I thought they were, like, from, like, outer, Ooh. like, maybe, maybe like, Austin or further up, you know. That, that'd be awesome. We should, hey, we should, we should maybe hit them up and, like, play a show with them or something. They're dope. They work with Chris Moore, right? Yeah. They're dope, for sure. Hit yeah, yeah. Boys. Yeah, hit him up, play a show, because if you talk to your lead singer, Jonathan, he's just like, yeah, um, yeah, the Chord Progression Podcast guy, Kevin, uh, recommended us to you. It's just like, because he, he's he been on the podcast more than any other guest I've ever had on, and I love talking uh-huh. to him, and, it's, and just seeing their rides has been spectacular over the past four years, and it's just like, maybe it's like, shoot, we'll play a show with these guys and see what's up, and just really bring a lot of the energy and just have a blast with it, because... I mean, just seeing the rise that they've been on, 
And like, again, Octane has been such a big catalyst for that. If there's a way where we can get your guys' stuff on Octane and get some of those, at least one of those DJs on Octane to really be able to get behind the band and just get to notice your music, get to be able to promote it and just get to get them really jazzed up about every single release. Then all of a sudden, every time Octane drops one, it's now they really want to feature. They want to feature it because they love the band, because they believe in the band and because the people want to listen to it as well. I mean, again, you guys have already get endorsements from Mr. Ronnie Radke himself. And again, because I've never seen him post about any other band outside of his own and maybe the bands that they're touring with ever on his story or anywhere. And all of a sudden seeing him post about that, that guy's not going to post about stuff if he doesn't believe in it. And yeah, exactly. that's just like a vote of confidence right there for you guys. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, maybe we should do that. You know, we should start pitching to like Oxy. So we, we have like two yeah. two people we know yeah. that we can it's about time can, right we can hopefully pitch yeah. we'll be like hey check this out you know yeah, i gotta send a couple emails <laughs> yeah we definitely, we definitely do. <laughs> yeah. thanks for thank you so much for the idea definitely gonna, yeah. we're gonna start pitching over everybody soon. pick Some a corner and take your phone out let's do it <laughs> <laughs> again and the, my, my biggest reason for wanting to tell you guys this stuff is because i want to see you guys succeed and i want to see because I, I love the music. I absolutely love you guys have put together. I want to see you guys grow. I want to see you succeed because all the bands I've had in the podcast, I, I love talking to all, every single one. I love talking to you guys. And I just want to see that success happen. So if there's anything I can do to maybe point you guys in a certain direction or maybe connect you guys with a certain band or give you guys certain ideas, of course, maybe are they going to be the like the best ideas or the right ideas? I don't know. But in the end, it's going to point you in a direction where all of a sudden, okay, we're going to take a look at this avenue. Maybe the idea leads. Maybe the idea it's like it's not fully correct, but you guys also have the connection. Well, you guys have the wherewithal as musicians. Maybe just combining all these ideas, it's the inspiration that gets you guys to that point where it's like, oh, shit, we're going to take this idea and run with it. We're making the modifications to it as it needs to be. And all of a sudden, by like June of 2023, you know, they're playing one of your songs on Octane on a continuous loop like five times a day. That he said it, June twenty twenty three. June twenty twenty three. We, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hope to hit it by. I'll mark your words, man. We'll do it. I'm, 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 I'm putting it out there now that June twenty twenty. Well, we're making it a challenge now. It, it's not just like a, I hope it's giving. No, let's make it a freaking challenge because shit. Again, you guys got the sound to be able to pull it off. I just want to see it happen. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. Let's let's do it. Let's try it out. Hopefully, man. Uh, you said you're from Wisconsin area. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. If we ever world through Wisconsin, you wanna you wanna give them guesses if you'd like to come to any of our shows. Yeah, for sure. Oh, dude. oh, are you kidding me, man? I'd love to come to some of your shows. So if you're in the Wisconsin area, like if because I'm in Milwaukee, so if you're in Milwaukee, otherwise if you're playing a show in like just around the area, if you're in Madison, if you're up in Green Bay for some reason, or if you're down in Chicago, it's only an hour and a half drive away from Milwaukee to Chicago. I go down there all the time for shows. I'm not afraid to go down there. Even if you guys are playing on like a Tuesday night, it's like, well, shit, does he have to go to work in the morning? All of a sudden in the crowd, hey, guys. Man, I do that shit all the time. Go up there. Definitely yeah, I, go up there. You know, the East Coast has always treated us very well. So East Coast and then Northeast, we definitely want to go up there. Come to the Midwest, where you know just as crazy. We love the heavy shit too. I mean, yeah. I mean, think yeah. about all the crazy heavy bands, all the all the great bands that have come out of the Midwest, and just think about like you know, Ohio's got a shit ton of them. Michigan's got a shit ton of them. Chicago itself it can be basically its own musical world in terms of the heavy scene. I mean, oh, we got some friends in Ohio. Definitely gonna go up to Ohio. This that whole area in general. Um, Young Mosh, they're sick. Young Mosh is sick. 
Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for them. They're gonna drop some stuff. They're, they're dope. I mean, you they're just like said like the a, word like, bot. I was like, you just said like the word bot, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, okay. Yeah. Yeah, young Mosh w- without the O, no O in the young, just you know. So it's like Y U N G, yeah. Yeah, they're dope. Damn, looks like we got more bands to listen to too, along with more taken by tides because listen to that shit. Do it. I said so. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. Well, gentlemen, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I was like to do at the end of these episodes is give my guests, which is you right now, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of this episode. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, just uh, our Spotify, our Apple Music. Go jam out our stuff, you know. Um, add add our music to your playlist. It helps us a ton, you know. Jam it on your playlist. Share it to your friends. It, it means the world. Like, that's, that's like, the number one thing. Um, so, thank you all for writing with us. If you all made it this far listening to the podcast, thank you so much. We can't be... We're excited to play uh, shows for y'all in the future. Um, that's definitely in the plans. Uh, but yeah, for now, uh, just stay, stick along with the ride. We'll be dropping some more music. And thank you so much for having us, Kevin. Well, it's been a pleasure having you guys on the podcast. But now it's time for me to close up this podcast with this many things. Three things. First things first. When it comes to Taken by Tides. Again, you just heard what Omar had to say. You're going to want to go and find them on your favorite social or streaming platform. Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you guys are using. And add their songs to your playlist. Follow them on that. Subscribe to them on that stuff. And listen to their stuff. You're going to want to do that. You're also going to want to follow along with them on their social media platforms. Because you're going to want to know when you know new stuff is coming out. When new music is coming out. You're going to want to know when new shows are happening. And when they go on that tour. And you're going to want to watch the rise. So that when in June 2023... Their songs are being played five times a day on Octane. You know all about it. I mean, you're going to want to be ready for that shit, so you want to follow them on there. You're also going to want to watch any YouTube videos they have out there because I've seen their music videos, and that's some damn good production right there, let me tell you right now. And you're going to want to buy some merch from these guys to help support them. What's the best way to do that? Go into the description of the podcast right now. It's going to say, find Taken by Tides online. There's going to be labels for social media, YouTube, where you can buy their merch and where you can stream their music. And associated links right there. So all you have to do is click and it'll take you right there. So I'm doing all the heavy lifting for you. All you got to do is click and do all the shit. That's all you got to do. So do it. Thank you so much. Just do it. Now it's time for number two, guys. Whenever I have guests on the podcast I enjoy having on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise for two reasons. First reason is to say, thank you for taking your time to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Second reason is to say, I want to continue to support the band as much as I possibly can. And... Yeah, you guys definitely hit on this. So the promise is continuing on. So my promise to you guys is this. It starts with when. When implies that this will happen, but we just don't have a date or time yet. When I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, my promise to you guys is this. First round's on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. So, so please hold me to that because if you see the crazy guy in the Milwaukee Brewers hat in the pit, if I take one too many shots to the head and it's like, Hey, man, remember you said first round's on me. I'm just going to be like, huh? Shit, that's right. What you guys want? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it on stage like, hey. <laughs> She's going to call me out just like, hey, hey, Kevin, what, after the show, get me one of these, and you're just going to see me just go, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just Thank very, you. very stoic. And now number three, I cannot in good conscience end this podcast by saying goodbye for a couple of reasons. One, I made you guys a promise, and I am keeping that promise. Two, Goodbye feels like it is way too final. And three, 
I do not want this to be the only time taken by Tides on the podcast. I'd love to have you back on once again. Well, maybe, you know, we'll look later in 2023 as well to see how all this stuff played out. What shows you guys end up being able to get on? What tours you guys are able to get on? How the whole entire Octane prediction or, you know, call out or challenge end up working out? And what other new music you guys have come out and how everything went? I would love you guys back on the podcast. So I can't end this by saying goodbye. That's way too final. So, gentlemen, <laughs> this is I'll See You Later. See you later. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you later. Yeah, for sure. Next time. Yeah, definitely. Well, folks, this is my interview with Omar, Jerry, Jack, and Jaden from Taken by Tides. I hope you guys really enjoyed that one. And, of course, now we're starting this out. At the end of the episode, I'm going to give you guys my final thought on this. So, I mean, I was really astounded with the fact that I found Taken by Tides from Ronnie Radke's Instagram story. And when I saw that, I mean, the first thing I thought was, if someone's giving a band an endorsement like that, I mean, you're going to want to check them out. You're going to want to see what happens. And their sound completely puts it out there. But the biggest key that I took away from this podcast was taking a look at how they created this music when it came to all their different styles, all their different influences, and the ability that they've worked within their chemistry to create this stuff. I mean, you have, you know, Jaden coming from more of a hip-hop, pop and rap realm you have jack coming from more of a music historian perspective you had omar coming from more of that like emo style metalcore style experience you had jerry coming from more of that rock hard rock metal style experience as well but all that came together to create what you had there and the other key was just taking that time to learn everything they could and figure out what they could to write their music create those demos you know become better producers better songwriters better vocalists just taking the time in the pandemic to do that stuff really worked out. Now, I know we're kind of out of the pandemic right now, so you're going to have to find time to do that as well. You know, we're not just stuck in our houses. But, you know, if they're able to do it during that time, you're able to do it during that time with anything you want to do. You have the time to do it. You just got to figure it out, basically. I mean, it's all about time management at that point and really going after your passion. The big key I want to take away, though, was when they were talking about writing songs, they want their songs to feel the way they wanted to feel, which was grand, which was, you know, something that people can get into the something that people feel like they are listening to this stuff with so many other people and they feel the power behind that and their big boy kind of style songs and using set paternal by bring me the horizon as the example when jerry said that i mean that just clicked a, a light in in my brain it just turned on because i thought my god i have no kind of the ideas around separate you know it's a big album it's the album that really got bring me horizon you know from just kind of the emo side of things the scene side of things the deathcore side of things it got them more into the mainstream and it's still heavy as all i, I absolutely love it so i love the mindset around there as well and it's more i cannot wait to see what these guys do going forward because when it comes to the mindset around creating music and collaborating with each other, the chemistry they have is insane. The music they already have out right now is fantastic for you guys to go check out. So this is going to be a band you're going to want to follow along with. And I mean, I really want to see what they can do too when it comes to potentially getting on Octane and hearing again, their connections with Ryan Rick with Crown the Empire. I don't, you know, not necessarily saying, you know, oh, can they help us out? No, but what they can do is they can help point you in the direction of people that also can help you recommend people. So again, it's kind of the same kind of styling of, you know, find the connections that you have in the industry or whatever you're doing 
and not necessarily, you know, banking on them, but help having them potentially, you know, lead you in the right direction, being able to ask them those questions. It's kind of like that mentorship role in a way. I mean, just taking the initiative at times too. Like I really want to see Taken by Ties really take that stride in 2023. They've got a great sound and I think you should definitely get behind it. So in order to get behind it, go like and follow them and, sh- uh, and you know, listen to all their stuff. Everything you need to find for them online is in the description of the podcast under find Taken by Tides online, social media stuff, YouTube, where you can stream their music to add to your place, where you can buy some merch, where you can find about their shows. Everything is down there. So go click, like, share, follow, whatever thing. Please make sure to like and follow us as well. You know, we're on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You get to find out, you know, all the crazy stuff that we're still doing. You get to find out exactly what bands are coming up as well. So you can be like, hey, that's awesome. You can talk to us at the same time as well. We go on Instagram Live. And, you know, you're going to want to subscribe to this podcast too because you're not going to miss out on any of these episodes. You never know what bands are going to come on. You have no idea what to expect, but all you know what to expect is it's going to be great. So please go and do that. I thank you for that. Thank you to FNX Fitness for sponsoring this podcast as well. 20% use code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Link strips to the podcast. Thank you guys for taking my tides once again. Thank you all on the podcast, audio side of these things and video side of things for listening and watching. Thank you. And that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys feel all and every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!